This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Jason, what do you have on tap for us today? Well, tonight I got something that, you know, it's from a uh, creative team that uh, longtime readers and listeners will know that I am totally in the tank for. I'm talking about the latest um, collaboration from Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, um, Night Fever. Now it's like, like I guess bears mentioning that, you know, these guys have been working together for a very long time, like well over a decade at this point. Like first starting work on the Batman one-shot, um, Gotham Noir. They've since um, continued to collaborate together. It's like on some on some of my all-time favorite comics, specifically um, Sleeper, story of a undercover or like an, an undercover agent in a uh, it's like it's like um, and the guy who's working in an evil organization for the Wildstorm universe and all of his and all the troubles he underwent in order to you know try and do the right thing, retain the sense of self, like in a very amoral, it's like and like morally duplicitous setting. It's like a fantastic comic. It's like, and I recommend, and like it's been republished multiple times, like in season formats and omnibus formats. And yeah, it's like go ahead and I like, can pick it up in whatever form you get, because like Cleaver really is that good. And even though it didn't sell all that well, like I said, it's it's like it garnered enough like you know like critical acclaim. It's like and like cult success that you know these that that Phillips and and Brubaker, you know, continue to work together on just about everything they've, well, that, um, that, that, you know, Sean Phillips has done, like, you know, since, you know, since then, because, you know, Brubaker's got, you know, like a bit more versatility to work, work as a writer and all, but, because he's also, like, gone on to work in, like, like me, me, like, um, Hollywood projects, such as, um, what, the first season of Westworld and the Amazon series Too Old to Die Young, but, you know, they've since worked together on the crime series, like, Criminal, it's like, the um, super superhero series, like superhero noir series, um, it's like Incognito. It's like and it's like and the uh, it's like in the super, supernatural um ser- like series Fatal and the Vigilante ac- action series Kill- Killer Be Killed, and as and they've also branched out into like original graphic novels because like they did a great one about uh, called Pulp, which is about a uh, like former. Um, former cowboy slash cow wrestler who basically you know made a living like telling like you know tales of his, his like um like illicit exploits but then you know like wound up lo- losing his job and then you know getting um, recruited into a uh, plan to rob some some american nazis in the uh it's like in the 1930s it's like it's really it's really great it's really good and it's also like a really good example of how to write for the present day without you know actually like telling a novel telling a story set in the present day. It's like, and it deservedly won an Eisner, one of several they've, they've won actually. And it's also like the first thing they did that pre- preceded their, their most recent series, which is like, led them to like even greater success. The uh, reckless series of graphic novels about troubleshooter, Ethan reckless, a former um, F like FBI, FBI plant who now works as it's like as a troubleshooter. It's like for people who like, for people who can get a get a hold of him and like have a um convincing case for him to work on. Um, Phillips and Brubaker did um five graphic novels in the Reckless series before they decided that you know it's like we we need to do we need to take a break and all. And taking a break for them does not mean you know just stopping work. It means that you know they got to find something else to work on in order to like you know keep their creative juices flowing. This is how we got Night Fever, their latest collaboration. And if I'm being honest, 
probably the one where I was like, you know, most concerned about when I read the solicitation, because this, because like the idea is that this is about a, this, this takes place in the late, late 1970s, 1978 to be specific. And is about a um, foreign sales agent for a book, book company, a guy by, a guy by the name of Jonathan Webb. And the, uh, and the, the, the um, solicitation for this basically said that, Hey, here's a guy who is just like, you know, live it just like has a, has an ordinary job it's like you know like going through going through the motions but he's married got two kids and and you know what happens to him when he you know goes off to this you know book conference in paris and just gets a taste of the nightlife when um when this other dude he meets you know introduces him to like this this um other side of the night and all like the it's like a a world without rules or limits and um then you know what happens when when the uh, stuff that he's introduced to turns dangerous. It's like you know what? What does he have to do? It's like it sounded like a pretty straightforward, like you know, oh, ordinary guy gets a taste of like you know, of of danger, and then oh, you know, has to like you know decide what what does he want to do? It's like does he want to like you know like dive into this new exciting world, or does he you know like try to find a way to pack it all back up and then just get back to his 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 real life and all i uh you know it's like i was kind of skeptical about that you know after reading this because it sounded like a pretty um like a pretty familiar familiar setup and also it's like i've read enough of these to know that you know hey chances are it's like our protagonist mr webb is probably going to like you know find a way to you know fight back to his old old life and just like you know reject everything that he's yeah, that that he's um, encountered over this trip, but there might be some like you know lingering stinger that causes him to you know question you know everything about his life and all. And you know, it's like I guess you could say the worst thing about Night Fever is that everything I've said is true. That is kind of the basic thrust of this, like of this, like of this graphic novel. It's like, and if you're looking for um like Brubaker and Phillips to like, you know, break new narrative ground, like, you know, to like basically upend your expectations about the kind of story that's being told here, then yeah, um, I hate to say it, you're going to be disappointed. And that's not a bad thing because, you know, you know, even big creative teams disappoint from time to time. That being said, um, actually reading this when I finally got my hands on it like a month ago, um, this actually turned out to be more engaging than I was expecting it to be because, you know, it's like, it's, it's one thing like to have a familiar story about, you know, a guy coming into contact with like the secret, secret urban nightlife, like in the underground of a, uh, of an, of a familiar foreign city, but they, but, um, Brubaker and Phillips actually do a really good job of selling, um, it's, it's protagonists, um, a mental unease from from the go, from the opening couple pages where it's just you know him retelling a uh, like an encounter where he's just like where where he just like you know overslept and just you know like blew off a uh, like like an encounter like a, like a like a book encounter from from another from another agent. It's like and just kind of lets you know that hell oh, he is like like his like this Johnson's life is going like off. Oh, off kilter from the start, but then you get to the uh, like, like the um, sort of the narrative proper when he's you know reading this story from a uh, up and coming author by the name of Dan Pickett, and he reads reads this and goes, 
and um, encounters a uh, a dream sequence that um, that that is strikingly like a dream that he had from like like from from his college college days. Basically, a uh, that of a that of a caveman who killed a bunch of people for like for the fire around campfire. It's like and just you know just wondering like you know who is the real real person here. So he so he's already like you know thrown off a bit by there, but then he's also just you know, has to deal with like like the insom the insomnia that he gets on this particular it's like in this particular trip and how it eventually leads him to wander the um, night streets of night streets of Paris. It's like and follow a couple a couple in uh, in um, in masks down to this um, strange place where he basically winds up just you know saying, Hey yo, I'm it's like I'm this guy, I'm Griffin. So you can you let me in? And he's able to bluff his way into this underground place with you know drugs, sex, fighting, gambling, and he's you know he's really and he finds himself actually like surprisingly like in his element here because he's realizes that the secret to um like you know passing off as himself here is that he's not Jonathan Webb. He is just some other guy. He is Griffin. Like Griffin is like all all cool, calm, collected. He knows the score. It's like, and he leaves this place, you know, intact, you know, with up $5,000 from gambling. It's great. It's fantastic. And then he gets hit by a car because, you know, apparently like some people have it in for this Griffin, but then he's rescued by this rent random guy um, calls himself um, Rainer. And it's like, and as Rainer, like, you know, like, like helps him, brushes him off, gets him to a safe place. And then he's made, and then as, you know, Jonathan is like, you know, washing himself off, cleaning himself up and just realizes like, yeah, this is enough for me. I'm going to go got home and all. Like I go back to my, like my hotel room. It's like, um, Rainer says, Hey, I made some calls. It's like, I found out where these guys beat you up. Went like, they're still wearing some bistro. You want to go get them? And John's like, oh, I don't know. It's like, Hey, Rainer's like, no, Hey, like you, you seem like the kind of guy who was just like, you know, Hey, you, you're on vacation. You're just being like some sort of tourist or you're going to be the guy who's just like, who wants to go and like, you know, get like your revenge. What's done to him. And Jonathan's like, let's go get him. So that's, so it's, so yeah, it's a familiar story, but Brubaker and Phillips actually do a good job of um, giving the story enough, like solid details. It's like, like from, like they do a good job of like of sketching out um, Webb's um, like, you know, sub, um, suburban middle-aged, like he's, he's 47 like his his malaise like at, at middle life and just at middle age and just realizing that hey you know it's like i i've i wanted to be someone at this time it's like i i i mean i got yeah i'm a foreign sales agent for a book company right now but i wanted to be a writer and all and then he he's also listening to a rainer's stories like hey you know people like people build their own cages like you know for what they've you know for what they've um for like for, for their own lives now it's like you know like they it's like they, they think about they talk about their regrets and all, but they they basically like, you know like created this 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 cell they've put themselves in, and it's clear that you know like through through Rainer, it's like Jonathan sees a way to get out of this thing, and yeah, it's like there's there's a lot of like you know like crazy stuff here. It's like you know they they take they take part in a in a burglary. They go, they go to a uh, like a chat a chateau where like a contact of Rainer's is is in order to like um, get payment for a job and while jonathan like you know winds up you know taking some taking a drink that's like you know full of drugs it's like like from the bar there it's like there's it's like and then yeah he, he even meets some aliens that are actually like you know the real real um like power behind everything 
that we, that we know and all. And you know, it's like, it's like I said, it, there's a lot of interesting, weird, weird stuff here. But then obviously, you know, things, things take a turn and, you know, it turns out that, Hey, you know, maybe Rain, Rainer, like this um, friendly, like, you know, like guy who's got all the connections. Yeah. He's not the, uh, good friend that um jonathan thought thought he was it's like there's like like there's some, there's some stuff involving the author that you know that jonathan like thought thought he stole thought who stole the uh it's like like that dream he had er earlier from it's like and it's, it's like and, and think things take a turn but also it's like you know it's refreshing to see that you know jonathan is not the complete Dupe that you'd expect for this this kind of story. He's got his own his own agency, and he's got you know at least half a brain to realize that you know maybe I don't want to go into the uh, hotel that Rainer told me to meet at. It's like because maybe there's like you know something else going on here. So that's that's kind of refreshing. I mean, even though it's like like I said, even though Night Fever is kind of kind of predictable and like the uh, overall thrust of the story that it's that it's telling there's like i said there's enough like like details specific to the to the place to the, to its characters that make it the dude so make it compelling that at least that maybe like invested in um taking like john johnson's uh like uh it's like in johnson's story it's like and while brubaker's writing does does do a good job of supplying these details um phillips's art um is really incredible i mean even though it's like it's not really asking him to do anything that he hasn't um done done before in terms of, like you know telling a really grounded story you know, like in a uh it's like in a familiar familiar landscape with you know with, with the realistic characters it's like it's it's like it like it said it's it's really well rendered and also like the uh, parts where it feels like we're getting in the like the the interiority of like of Webb's life it's like when he's like you know visualizing that the dream that dream that dream sequence was that um that the author like he, he thinks the author stole from his head or when he gets you know like blitz to sell at that chateau it's like and start seeing the aliens it's like you know that stuff it's like it's really well commu communicated as well i mentioned that you know they're well that well these guys have worked together like so often that you know they're really in sync there's sometimes there, there are parts where it's like it doesn't feel like they're that everything syncs up 100 like like the parts where in the restaurant of, of reckless where you know we're told that you know ethan is like you know right it's like a rage-filled uh monster it's like and it's like we don't didn't quite and and phyllis didn't quite communicate that in his art that's a rare you know artistic misfire with with them but here it's like they are perfectly in sync and it's it's like and it's and it's really and it works to really sell the story being told here even when you get to the end and you get that stinger where um where jonathan is just kind of like left conflicted it's like about you know everything that's happened it's like it's it actually you know hit hits home and you realize that you know it's like he's that that he's you know upset about everything that's happened that he's gonna have to like live with all the awful stuff that that he did with rainer and to rainer as well so Oh, so the thing is, though, it's like, I guess in in the end, it's like, well, I, I, I did enjoy Night Fever more than I was expecting to based on based on the setup. But um, but at the same time, though, it's like this probably isn't the uh, it's like the like maybe like the best um, like 
introduction you could give to someone for like to the Brubaker um Phillips um canon. As I said, you know, Sleeper is like for me is like it's their all-time best work. But hey, if you wanted to like, you know, give them like a good modern day entry point, then you know, the, the reckless graphic novels are are really ex excellent um point points of entry as well. Night Fever, like I said, it I think it does a good job of um giving enough specific detail to a familiar story to make it interesting. But at the same time, I'm willing to acknowledge that, you know, I am someone who is in the tank for these creators. I'm willing to like, you know, look, look, I want to say, I want that they're going to, I want to look deeper into what they're saying and just say, you know, this is what they're really going for here. So it's entirely possible that you, some people could just look at this and go, it's like, Oh, it's just like the formulaic, you know, story about, you know, a guy visiting, you know, like, like a foreign country and just, you know, coming face to face with, you know, like, the opportunities it represents it's like that the evil opportunities it represents and you know thing it kind of being feeling represents like you know like a fairly standard issue story so so there's that but but i but i didn't like i said i enjoyed it more than i was expecting to and it still leaves me thoroughly in the tank for the creators and also their um their next graphic novel which i can't remember the name off the top of my head but it's going to be a uh like a story about how a murder affects a specific community and how it's like, and how it, um, and how like everyone in that community deals with it. You know, the ripples that come, that come out from it as well, which sound, which does sound pretty, it sounds more interesting than the setup we got from night, night fever, which, which good, you know, Hey, good for them. But you know, it's like, you know, it doesn't take a lot to get me to, you know, you know, get, get invested in a new, you know, Brubaker Phillips collaboration. That being said, my hope is that after after they're done with this next one, we'll get the next um, Reckless graphic novel because they basically said that you know there's still more to the story of Ethan Ethan Reckless than what we've got in those in these um five graphic novels so far. So yeah, I am like still still in the tank for Brubaker and Phillips, and hey, you know there's plenty of reasons for everyone else to be in the tank as well. Well, that sounds pretty good. Um, well. Definitely worth picking up, then you'd say. Yeah, it's for for everyone who's already on board the Brubaker Phillips Phillips train. Absolutely, everyone who isn't, um, go read um, pick up like Sleeper, like like either like the Omnibus format or pick up like the first Reckless book for, for like a good like No Frills entry to um, check what makes makes them great. Okay, well, do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Gonna be one of two things. Either it's gonna be um the sins of sinister um X-Men event, or maybe um depending on how you feel, John, this podcast could be going where it has it could be boldly going where it has not gone before. And we might actually go there. <laughs> so all right. Well, that sounds good, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, ladies, everyone. See ya.